0: There was a little girl and, the you know, one of those little girls that all the boys just want to hug all the time. Mm-hmm. There's always boys hugging And I said to her, you know, she's only about six, I said, listen, you need to say no. You need to be able to say to those boys, no, I don't want to hug. Mm-hmm. And she could not do it. Mm. She could not do it. So then I wrote the book No Means No, mm-hmm. very simply. Like, you know, you have your body boundaries. So everything is kind of morphed. And then the next stage was with my body, body boundaries, consent, respect. It came from the other way because a mother said to me, well, what about the boys who are just so pushy? I'm sorry, I'm saying boys, but often it is. (laughs) I hate to say this, but they often are quite aggressive Mm -hmm. coming inside people's boundaries. And as little children, they need to know that everyone has boundaries Mm -hmm. and you have to consent, as you know. So That came from okay, from the other direction. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to watch people's body language. You need to see what they're saying, and you need to respect that.
1: Welcome, y bienvenidos to About Consent, the podcast that sparks conversations about creating consent culture, boundary repair, sexual empowerment, orgasm equality, and raising a new sexually conscious and consent empowered generation. This is a safe, shame-free, judgment-free zone where both survivors and those who support survivors are welcome. I'm your host, Rosalia Rivera. This episode is brought to you by Consent Parenting, my online platform for survivor parents to learn how to keep their kids safe from abuse. Did you know that children of survivor parents have a five times higher chance of being abused because survivor parents don't know or learn the tools needed to prevent abuse? They tend to overprotect instead of empower and prepare. You can change the statistics by becoming an educated parent. Get started by downloading my free guide, Seven Ways to Teach Your Kids About Body Safety, Boundaries, and Consent by going to aboutconsent.com forward slash guide. The link will be in the show notes to get your free copy today. Now let's get back to the show. Having the right tools to be able to educate your children on the topics of body safety, boundaries, and consent so that you can prevent abuse is so powerful. And if you don't have the right tools, if you don't have The information that can help you to do that, it may feel like a very daunting experience and something that feels almost nerve wracking and anxiety producing if you are a survivor parent. So, this is why my next guest is kind of a superhero for me because she's created this amazing library of books and resources, tools essentially to empower parents so that they can empower their children. So I want to let you know how excited I am about having Janine Sanders, the author and founder of Educate to Empower and the author of multiple books. She is an experienced author, publisher, elementary school teacher, mother of three, and a very active advocate for body safety, gender equality, and respectful relationship education being taught both in homes and in schools. She is also lead author of Engage Literacy, published by Capstone Classroom, and has had published over a hundred stories for children. Janine feels passionately that we can do so much more to keep our children safe, by teaching them age-appropriate and empowering prevention education. I'm thrilled for the interview that you're about to hear. She talks about so many things. uh, (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to just let the episode begin, and you can hear it for yourself. I know you're going to get so much out of this, particularly if you are a survivor parent or know someone who is please share this episode because it is so full of great lessons and the importance of why this information is so critically important for parents to teach. So without further ado, here's my interview with Janine Sanders. Okay, so Janine Sanders, I am thrilled to have you on the show today to talk about your work, and how it's impacting parents all over the world. And you're joining us from Australia, so we have quite the time difference. So thank you so much
0: for being here. I'm excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm very excited to be on your show too. So thank you. Thank you.
1: So First, let's start with talking about how you got started writing children's books, about the topics that you talk about which are which are diverse, but for me as an educator of consent, I super appreciate the topics, but besides even just body boundaries and consent and and those kinds of things, you also have really amazing books about empathy and inclusivity and all of those other areas that are equally important, but What got you started on this journey of writing these kinds of children's books?
0: Well, first of all, I have been in publishing quite a long time. I am a teacher, but I was also an editor in educational publishing. And I write under another name, Jay Dale, which is my um, maiden name. I write Mm -hmm. children's readers. So I kind of know for actually for Capstone Classroom in America, but I sort of know how to write books. So in about 2010, I, my neighbor came over from next door. She's a woman who's now in her 80s, and we had a conversation. And it turns out that she was sexually abused as a child, Mm. and her husband abused her son and her daughter for as long as they can remember. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So we had this conversation, and she was very open. And she said to me, you know, I was really, really angry about that this had happened to her Mm -hmm. and her children. But she said to me, and I always remember, we have to protect children before they're in the perpetrator's web. And I thought, well, yes, as a teacher, I know prevention and age appropriate information is probably something that I can do. Mm -hmm. So I went to my children's school where I was um, on the school council, which is like like a PNC, so a parent representing the kids Mm -hmm. and I asked them oh we should be teaching Um, at that time I called it sexual abuse prevention education but now I call it body safety because I just think that's a much more approachable kind of term Mm -hmm. for parents particularly and the community so I said okay let's do some body safety education and you know the reaction everyone was uncomfortable and Mm. squirming in their chairs and And I was put to the bottom of the agenda and they really didn't take any notice of me. So I came home that night and I was very cross and I said to my husband, look, I'm going to use my skills as a writer to write a book that will help protect children and then maybe people might listen to this message that prevention is so powerful. So that's when I came home and I wrote my very first book, which is Some Secret Should Never Be Kept. Mm, And that's a powerful book. It is a powerful book.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: um, when we went to publish that, no mainstream publisher would publish it. Hmm. I went to about three, and I'm in publishing as well, and they just wouldn't. And also, I couldn't find an illustrator. Hmm. So we decided as a family that we felt it was so important that we would fund this ourselves. So we, we knew how to publish a book, so we published it, and hence our little publishing business well, began, Educate to Empower Publishing, from that very first book, Some Secret Should Never Be Kept. And I found an mm. amazing illustrator who still says that book is one of the best things he's ever done, and he did put his heart and soul into that book, Craig Smith. Mm. So, um, And then from there, as a teacher, I realised, well, you can't just read a book to children. You have to kind of introduce it and break it down and do follow-up lessons. Exactly. Yeah. So from that point, I I then did, did teaching notes, etc. Yeah. So right, that's how it right. started. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Okay. Well, that's amazing, and it's it's incredible, uh, and it's funny that you you bring that up because a statistic that uh, really hit me when I first saw it uh, a long time ago is that survivor parents, the children of survivor parents, are actually five times more likely to also be abused because parents uh, who are survivors don't know how to teach their children about boundaries because of their own boundary issues, Um, and also because it's a very triggering topic to to talk about with their kids. So they end up overprotecting or just not really being aware of Mm. how they should be teaching them. So I think that it's almost not surprising uh, what happened with your neighbor. And it's unfortunate, of course, but it's also a very common experience because of that, which I can yeah. attest myself, my mother is a survivor, mm. I ended up becoming one. So I think it's so important that you are creating tools for parents to be able to educate their children. And like you said, to make it an ongoing process that has to be unpacked
0: Mm. because
1: you can't just have one book, read it, and then expect children to understand it. And as an educator, I'm sure you know, it has to be these lessons that are repeated over time.
0: Exactly. And also repeated in different ways so Mm -hmm. that it's understood in different ways and having those open conversations uh, with children about this topic in all sorts of different ways and beginning at the very beginning with just simple consent. Right. That's how it all starts and using the correct names for the genitals and all those sorts of things and also emphasising to parents that all of these topics that we talk to children about are age-appropriate
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they're not graphic and they needn't fear that we're going to be talking about the actual act of sexual abuse mm-hmm. because I mean, why would we? When we teach road safety, we don't show children pictures of you know right. what could happen. We, right. we talk about it in an age-appropriate and approachable way mm-hmm. so parents can put their fears aside because this is more empowering for the children so they know what to do. And many survivors say to me, as you would probably know, You know, if only I had known from that first inappropriate touch it was wrong and I knew that I needed to tell someone on my safety network and keep on telling until I'm believed, how different my life may have been.
1: Right, right.
0: So, yeah. yeah.
1: And the other thing that I really love about your books because, you know, as we had talked about right before the interview, these are books that I've read to my children I've seen the power of how the narratives being able to tell these as stories in many mm. cases really hit home for kids right because they can relate to the characters they can understand them where it's not just instructional you know and I think that no. that's really really helpful how do you come up with these stories is it from things that you've you've actually heard or where are you pulling those I guess, inspirations in a sense from?
0: Look, for me, when I write for children, whether it's children's readers or the work that I do with Educate to Empower Publishing, I kind of relate to them as if I was a child. Mm. And because I'm a teacher and an educator, I've always been that one that gets down, really down on their knees and talks to the child with respect Mm -hmm. and understand where they're coming from. Because I remember being Mm -hmm. a child and I may not be a survivor of sexual abuse, but my childhood was, you know, I was on my own quite a bit and and a little bit lonely. So I think I've always been able to write in a language that is childlike, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So for example, in Let's Talk About Body Boundaries, Consent and Respect, you know, there's scenarios there that I know every child relates to, you know, someone taking their their bucket in the sandpit or someone pushing them off the slide. And it's also as a teacher myself, watching children and listening to them and seeing how they interact and seeing how they play and and really just showing them that respect. So therefore I can help find their voice in my work.
1: Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's a, a really great resource as to, you know, you have that tapping into those those children that are there and how they're interacting and being able to be on the ground, you know, with them. So mm. I love that. And I can see it through the stories. I mean, my like I said, my kids, when they have read the books with me and they, you know, we pause, what I love is that we can pause through it. I mean, and you recommend that in the books mm. themselves is you don't have to rush through the book. You can go through it, take your time, unpack the lessons, ask questions, get them to become mm. critical thinkers, right? And that's really powerful because I've seen it firsthand how they really do understand the stories and then I ask them about about it later or they'll bring it up later and be able to talk about it. Mm. With your first book that you wrote, mm. that was actually, I actually happened to see it um, in a YouTube video where a different author was reading it
0: mm. and it Let's say she's an actress actually who was sexually abused as a child her name's Deborah Byrne she was actually an actress and a singer okay and she was happy to read that for us she's quite was quite famous here in Australia in the sort okay. of 70s queen of pop or something so okay yeah so she she was very happy to do the reading for us
1: yeah so I yeah. well when I was putting together my course for the first time I was researching different books and that one in particular, because secrets, right, are one of the biggest things that we need to teach kids about is not keeping secrets and how to navigate that whole concept. So I found that I came across it through that video. And watching it um, as a survivor myself, it triggered me a little bit, right? And I understood. But here's the powerful thing is that there was someone who could read it. Because out of all your books, I don't find any of your other books triggering except for that one. But it is such an important book because it really gets to the heart of the matter of how that can happen, the power of having the courage to speak up and say when something doesn't feel right in your gut, right? But what I loved is that there is the ability for a parent who is a survivor who may find that hard to read to their child, that it is available with someone who read it so well. And I find that. That is a must in the library of books that, that should be read to children. In my course, one of the pieces that I do is very specific about secrets. So I love that that mm-hmm. was the one that you actually started with because it really hits at the heart of how perpetrators really get at children to keep secrets, to keep right? Yeah. yeah. I, look,
0: that book is the one I hold closest to my heart. I wrote it as a fairy tale because we learn from fables and fairy tales. And I also knew it would be timeless. So, you know, using different illustrators and all that sort of stuff, over the years, clothes change, kids look different. But, I, you know, in all my books, bar that one because that is a fairy tale, I try to, as you know, have a lot of uh, diversity for sure. But um, in that particular book, it's written so it is timeless. So I hope that that book will be around in 50 years. So that you know the message is still the same that there are secrets you just don't keep, and the fact that his mum didn't quite believe him in the first instance too. Yeah, I can see how that could be really quite triggering. But you know, we know one in three adults don't believe children when they disclose, so it's kind of true as well. And and just Lord Henry picking a family that's quite vulnerable, which is also very true. What they do. No, it was perfect. Yeah, that book was written from the heart. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it was perfect. And because a lot of times it is that power dynamic, like you said, mm. you know, there there is that, and it's such a common mm. situation, you know, that you wrote it so perfectly. Thank you. What has the impact of these books had on other parents? Like, What's the feedback that you've been receiving? Mm.
0: Well, look, it's been pretty good. It's really wonderful. Actually, I love my work because I know that I'm doing a lot in the prevention space. It's parents and educators because kind of from that initial book, as you know, I have lots of other books, but I also have teaching notes. I have a teacher's resource kit with a PowerPoint for parents uh, for um, teachers to in-service other teachers and a PowerPoint for parents to give them an idea of what sort of program the kids will be doing. So These books, a lot of them are out there doing great work. I get great feedback, very positive feedback. So it's wonderful for me. But also the fact is that when teachers or parents buy my books or our books here, because my husband and I work together in Educate to Empower, when they buy our books, it allows us to give back. And one of the most exciting things for me has been the book, My Body, What I Say Goes, which is -hmm. much more kind of skill based, you know, as you know, it gives you all those skills like talk about Mm -hmm. feelings, talk about unsafe feelings, talk about the difference between secrets and surprises, safety network. It gives you that whole bank of knowledge that a child needs to know. We were able to gift that book to World Vision India and they've translated it into, I think it's ten Indian languages now. And they've their aim is to print one point five million copies to give away, but they're wow. up to i think they're up to about two hundred and fifty thousand they've given away, and they've in service nine hundred teachers
1: that's amazing
0: with that book, so you know when people do purchase our books as well, they can also know that they're giving back and changing culture mm-hmm. and that's what we want to do. We want to change culture so the feedback I get is pretty good, and i'm really happy with it it's rarely negative, and yeah you know. If it, there is a few negative comments or something, or you wonder, like, now why? Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. why would you want to do this information? Yeah, yeah. Um, red flag to me when people push back a little too hard. Mm-hmm. Is there
1: any possibility of the books being translated in Spanish? Is that something that?
0: Well, we have Some Secrets is in Spanish. Oh, okay. Um, no that. Means no's in Spanish. I think Mexico has My Body What I Say Goes, so I think that's in Spanish. Of course, you know the oh, which I really love is we give away the My Body Safety Rules poster. Mm-hmm. So it's been translated into seventeen languages, yes, and it's free do. to download. Yeah, yeah. So even if that is on your fridge, mm-hmm. that's going to send a very clear message to visitors, particularly over the holidays,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that your children are educated to tell, and they're off limits. Yes, yes, yes. I so love yeah, that. that's in seventeen languages, including Spanish.
1: That's amazing. Mm. So tell me about how Educate to Empower came to be out of that. I mean, because I guess you decided we're just going to take this hands on and do our own publishing.
0: Yeah. We are. And that's what we did. Because, and you know, we're really glad we did because then it allowed me to, okay, so some secrets came out. It had teaching notes. It got great feedback. It was popular. So then that allowed me, okay, what's next? So then I thought, I was actually um, doing a little bit of teaching at this stage and there was a little girl and, you know, one of those little girls that all the boys just want to hug all the time. Mm -hmm. There's always hugging her. And I said to her, you know, she's only about six, I said, listen, you need to say no. You need to be able to say to those boys, no, I don't want a hug. And she could not do it. Mm. She could not do it. So then... I wrote the book, No Means No, mm-hmm. very simply, like, you know, you have your body boundaries. So everything is kind of morphed. And then the next stage was with my body, body boundaries, consent respect. It came from the other way because a mother said to me, well, what about the boys who are just so pushy? I'm sorry I'm saying boys, but often it is. <laughs> I hate to say this, but they often are quite aggressive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And coming inside people's boundaries. And as little children, they need to know that everyone has boundaries mm-hmm. and you have to understand, as you know. So that came from, okay, from the other direction. Mm-hmm. Like you need to watch people's body language. You need to see what they're saying and you need to respect that. So it just, yeah, kind of comes from people's ideas and working with kids. And and I always write where I think there's a need and I've got something to say. So. You know, then I was thinking, like, you know, I've gone into the area of empathy because we also know that and gender equality, that it's all kind of tied up together. Mm-hmm. To me, it all works together. Yeah. and um, yeah, no, But it started with the body safety and consent. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, what I love too is that it, it's a very complete library of different areas and, like you said, like you're dealing with it from one end of the one that's having their boundaries crossed but then also from the one that's crossing boundaries, because when children are young enough, they are learning both sides. They can be learning both sides of it, rather. I I have three boys. And so Mm. I particularly love that book, because Mm. it really gives them all the angles, you know, and Mm. I think that as culturally, boys tend to be given more of a green light to be aggressive generally anyway. And so I think it's important that they understand consent isn't just about what mm. they okay or don't okay with their own body, but also how they're respecting the boundaries of others. So I, I think that's because fantastic.
0: I, I have three girls. Okay. <laughs> three very powerful girls. In fact, you probably followed, you followed Jess Sanders, my daughter who wrote Love Your Body? Oh, I'm not sure. I might. Okay. Yeah. So she, she's written a book called Love Your Body. And that'll be out in the U.K. and the U.S. in March. And she's also got another one called Me Time, being um, your own best friend. Okay. And their children's books as well? Well, the Love Your Body is for girls ages kind of like 7 through to 12. Okay. And then Me Time is for more tween teenagers into women particularly or men, men. Okay. So she has a Master's of Social Work, so it's all very much research-based what she's doing but um yeah so perfect i'll
1: actually link that up in the show notes yeah, to add that in. She,
0: she has her own social enterprise called reshape so it's just re hyphen shape that that's reshaping minds not bodies mm. so she's and because all my girls are very tall like they're all boarding on six foot well Jessie's six foot tall so they're very quite strong assertive girls which is which is fantastic and i think with boys we also need to note that they they too can be kind of nurturing and soft and mm-hmm. all of those things. And that's why I wanted to get into the gender equality too because yeah. we know gender inequality is the basis of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And here in Australia, it's pretty shocking. We One woman a week loses her life to domestic wow. violence in Australia. Yeah. Wow. And one a week. And we don't have a very big population, like we have 24 million people. So, yes. That's a high number, yeah. It's a high number. So, yeah, it, to me it's all all the books that I write is because I've got something I want to say. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite book? <laughs> well, of course I love Some Secrets Should Never Be Kept." Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite. But I also love My Body, What I Say Goes because – of the good that it does mm-hmm. and is doing and the skills that it's – if there was any book that I wanted out of all of them that I wanted every child to read or read to would be my body, what I say goes, mm-hmm. to keep them safe. And the other one I love is talking about feeling.
1: Yes, I love that one too. Yeah. Yeah, really cause that. that allows
0: children who have – any children to talk about their feelings, but also particularly children who may be in – domestic violence or trauma situations, it gives them the vocab to talk about how they're feeling. So yeah. I do love that book as well. <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, no, and we have all three of those. So <laughs> We're amassing quite the library, um, which, is, which is really fantastic. I mean, I incorporate at least one consent book of some type, whether it is a book about feelings or a book about empathy or a book about body safety each week into the mix of the other books that we read. We're, we're very much a, a reading family. And I think it's sure. important because I think parents have this notion, like I said before, where they think, oh, I'll just read one book and that should be enough, you know, or every, you know, once a year almost kind of a thing. And I think it's something that should really be woven into the fabric of our parenting styles. Yeah is to keep reminding our children about their rights and about Mm. their ability to have strong boundaries, how to develop them, how to implement them, and how to uphold them. I think boundaries are not, unfortunately, not something that is considered of a high value to educate children on. No. Maybe perhaps because parents weren't raised with that. It was always a very sort of do what I say Mm. perspective, you know, instead of giving children that those rights of power
0: which is quite um dangerous in a way actually because it just sets children up to be very vulnerable if you're Mm -hmm. always telling them you have to do this or you have to do it the big person sense it really is setting them up to be vulnerable but what i love about body safety and consent and all all these lessons we teach children is that we're empowering them as children so therefore we they're going to be empowered as teenagers and adults It's hard to carry through. And I think when they become more sexually active and they will be able to say, no, I don't like Mm -hmm. that, or no, I don't want to do that or no, I don't want to send you pictures and that's okay. So I think Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I love to see kids being able to be assertive and that will carry through and hold them in good stead throughout life for sure.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is spot on point, because I always say we are educating them to prevent abuse at the age, you know, young age, but it's also setting them up Mm. to be able to uphold their boundaries as they get older and know what consent looks like, sounds like, feels like, you know, that's really important to have that practice so that they can do it once they are on their own, because we can't protect them forever. And so it's, I believe empowering is really the way to go. So, which is one of the reasons why I love also the name that you chose for your publishing company, Educate to Empower, because Mm. it's exactly that. Now you have a new release that just came out and you said you also are going to be coming out with another book Mm. in uh, January. Can you talk about the new one that came out and also the one that's coming up? Okay. So
0: there's kind of three new ones that came out this year. Um, So there's The Not-So-Perfect Princess and The Not-So-Dreadful Dragon, which is a fiction book. So I've written, I think I've only written maybe three or four fiction. The others are nonfiction. So The Not-So-Perfect Princess is all about diversity and gender equality and just breaking down gender stereotypes, which I really love to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really um, want our girls to be themselves and not be boxed in by gender stereotyping. And I really want our boys exactly the same, not to be boxed in by gender stereotyping. So that's that book. The other one, I don't know if you know about it. Hey there, what's your superpower?
1: Yes, I haven't gotten that one yet, okay. but I did see that. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's new too. So that's more, that's kind of, I wrote that one because unfortunately, when my third daughter was in school, she didn't, she had a teacher who wasn't very encouraging in her first year of school. And it sort of, she didn't have much confidence right through school, I'd say, a lot because of that. So I sort of wrote that book thinking with her in mind if she were young again. And it's very simple things that children can do that they will manage. So, for example, it might be, oh, is your superpower singing or is your superpower doing some drawing and, or something like that and, and going through those tasks with them so that they will succeed? at that task because one superpower will, will build more. So that's mm-hmm. kind of based around growth mindset, resilience mm-hmm. and all that. And the other one is, which I really love, is Be the Difference.
1: Yes, I, I want to yeah. get that one too. I was going to point that out too because I love I love how you have diversity in all of your books mm-hmm. and I think that's really beautiful. And so, yeah, this one is specifically speaking to
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's in three areas So uh how it's got forty plus ideas for kids, parents, and teachers on how they can make a difference by being the difference, so it's based around three topics, so empathy and kindness, equality, mm-hmm. both racial and gender, and then the environment caring for the environment, so ideas that they can do to feel like mm-hmm. they're doing more for our world, which is fantastic um mm-hmm. so yeah i really I really love. Yeah, I really do love that book because it's got some great ideas and it's also got some examples of kids who are making a difference in the world Mm, so kids mm -hmm. can see other kids who are, you know, one person as we know with Greta can change the world. So that's – I love that one. And then coming up in January, and this may be my last one for a while because I don't know that I've got anything else to say at the moment, (laughs) is the ABC of Body Safety and Consent. So I think that that will be a great one for review going over your body safety skills with your children. It's a dip in, dip out book as all ABC kind of books are. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about that one as well. Yeah, I'm very
1: excited to see that one come out.
0: I always make sure I have discussion questions in the back to to scaffold and guide the learning for the parent or the teacher who's working with mm-hmm. the child.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, it has that built into each one because a lot of times parents will just read through it and they don't realize how much more they can get out of the book. So I love that you have that in there. And with all of your books, it, they I mean, to me, I have three different age groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're you know, between four and eight, and I can read the same book to all three of them yeah. and they all get different pieces out of it, right? Yeah. What would you say is the age range for your book?
0: Well, look, they really do go for, I mean, with no means no, it's it's a little bit younger, so it's like about two to eight, but all the others would be definitely, even some secrets can be read to say a three-and-a-half-year-old, mm-hmm. but definitely four to ten, mm-hmm. definitely that yeah. age group. And sometimes um, in my books I also have like little prompt questions so the child can feel like they're part of the story or part of the learning, so we'll ask. You know, there's one book I have called Um You Me and Empathy. So we'll ask questions mm. in there to say, How do you feel about that or what would you do? So I like to bring the child into the book as well. Yeah. I like them to have a say to in what's going engage in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. I think that the work you're doing is amazing because truly it I've seen it like I said firsthand with my own kids. They are Really getting the lessons, they understand them. They can relate, so the work is definitely resonating with not just parents like myself, but you know, obviously the children that they're that they're meant to impact. So I really, really love that you're uh, you've continued to do it, and uh, you have so many books. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the great things is I'm actually launching my program again in uh, in January, and I'm going to be doing a Book bundle giveaway Mm. from your series because they, like I said, there's so many different areas that you can pull lessons from. And the other thing I was going to say also is that even if I, like, I've read these books over time and I can go back and they're fresh again because, you know, my son who's eight now read them when he was five. He's seeing them in a different light now because of the developmental changes, right? And you can, whole thing. So I think it's great for any parent who has kids of different ages. These will work through time to get different lessons out of them.
0: Yeah. Now let, well,
1: let, let me ask
0: you. Sorry, go ahead I was just going to say well thank you so much for your work as well. <laughs> You're oh. doing a fantastic work there too. So thank you for your work as well. Yeah, thank you. Well, we're all just trying to keep kids safe. That's what exactly. we're all Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and for me in particular because I know how Triggering some of this can yeah. be for survivor parents. Sure, having tools is just yeah. so helpful, so amazing. Mm. So, at the end of each episode, because I—I uh, I mean, I could talk to you for hours, but <laughs> I've, I have so many uh, other other things I could uh, dive into with your books. But I always like to ask each guest as we're wrapping up if you were to offer advice on any of the main topics that I discuss here you know specifically either consent boundaries or sexual empowerment what would you choose to give advice on of those and what would you what would be your advice?
0: okay so look the first thing I think was two things really I think it's really important to start from a young age to teach your child consent and expect it from other people as well. so for example when you're taking your child to the doctor or the dentist, that they actually ask your child, oh, I'm just going to look at your your foot now. Is that okay? And if mm-hmm. they don't, I would be pulling them up on it. So I think teaching that consent from a very young age, and dare I say it, we have to say to our relatives as well, I'm teaching body safety to my children it'll be their choice whether they decide to hug or kiss you you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. giving children that respect and that they have a voice I think it's very Mm -hmm. important so consent and the other one that I would push that's not very it's not as um out and about but I think it will over years is the gender equality to Mm -hmm. to just let your kids be kids and not Relatives, often relatives will do this, like they'll definitely pick the soft bunny toy for the girl and the building box for the boys. I mean, Mm -hmm. this actually has really far-reaching consequences in the future. So just let your kids choose whatever toys they want to play with themselves, dress in whatever clothes they want to dress and embrace their individuality Mm -hmm. rather than because I often see these pictures of little girls who are just young little girls, like maybe one or two years old and they're completely dressed out in pink and bows and they haven't really had a say but when they look back at their pictures they see that they were like a princess. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like what they become whereas Mm -hmm. I think we need to have our kids just all on an equal basis, our boys and our girls so our boys will be nurses or our Girls will be engineers, and just let kids be kids. So, yes, I'd be trying to break down those gender stereotypes, which often just keep on keeping on. But
1: yeah, um, yeah. I, I I love that. I agree, especially because with the way that bullying continues to happen, if we don't talk about that early on, mm-hmm. you know, we we're not really setting them up for being accepting of everyone's individuality, you know? So I think that that's a really great piece of advice for parents and definitely what you were saying before about giving kids, yeah, giving kids that power to choose with relatives and then also letting them know, the relatives know. I Mm. I talk about that all the time. So I love, love, love that you brought that up because that's a very specific thing that I find a lot of parents don't they're afraid of hurting someone's feelings mm. or you know, thinking that the child's gonna look like they're rude, and it's really not about that. And and no. there's ways to teach that in a way that everyone feels respected, you know. So Absolutely. I love that. Mm. Yeah. good. So how can people find you or your uh okay. books and programs?
0: Okay, so we are educate to empower publishing. So it's educate with the numeral two. Empower publishing. So we have a Facebook and an Instagram account and a Pinterest. So on the website, which you'll probably put that up, will you? Yes. So yeah, I'll definitely yep. put that up. I know
1: it's E2, uh, like you said, the number is two. So e 2 info.
0: Yep. So that website. Yep. So what I would love to say to parents is there's lots and lots of free resources there as well. So as you know, there's lots of posters and lessons and all sorts of free stuff. Oh, and also um little videos that are really good for teaching body safety little Mm -hmm. animations. Particularly for kids who might be on the spectrum, who Mm. who don't engage so much with the written words. So there's a little free videos and things. Yeah. So you can find us there. But you can also I have um particularly for survivors and it's more an advocacy Facebook page, which is some secret should never be kept. Yes. So that's my Facebook page that I am quite active on. That one, and the other thing is Instagram. Follow me on Janine Sanders, author. So it's J A Y N W E N Sanders, S A N D E R S, author. So that would be great if you follow me on Instagram as well.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will definitely post all of those.
0: One more thing. Sorry. Um, in the states, my books can be purchased through Amazon.
1: Yes. Yes, that's yes. where, well,
0: that's how I've been
1: getting yeah. access to them. I'm in Canada, but I, uh, it's uh, the Amazon through Canada. But yeah, so I love that. And people can purchase through your website as well.
0: Oh, well, they can, yeah. definitely. Yeah. okay. We're very happy. The postage isn't too bad from Australia. Okay. <laughs> We're a long way down on top. So. Right.
1: Okay, well, <sighs> that's perfect. Yeah. So I will link all of those up in the show notes. Uh, you have So many different ways that people can connect with you and your resources. So I'll put that all in there. Janine, thank you so, so much for spending this time with us and sharing your story and more about your why and everything that you're working on. I'm excited about this new book that's coming out in January. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Great. Yeah. So I just want to let you know, I appreciate the work that you've, I'm so happy that uh, you started. I love everything that you're doing. So thank you so much for being with us today.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed our chat and yeah, it's just wonderful the work you're doing also. We just all want to keep kids safe and we can all do that. We can all be part of that. So great.
1: Exactly. Thank All right. Well, thank you listeners. I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And I would be so grateful if you took one minute to post a five-star rating and reviews on iTunes so that others can also find this information. I will be shouting you out and thanking you on the next episode. If you found this useful, be sure to share it with others as well. Let's continue to create consent culture, one conversation at a time. Stay empowered.